welcome back. We're here for the mashing of the passion of the passion of the episode number five no, show six. of the series. I don't mean is to correct you, but yeah, six. No. Uh, five was last month. We know you're still back there, but this is six. Actually, I kind of am. Yeah, well, it was a good break. Everybody had a chance yeah, to yeah. load up with stuff, and then this is one of the most social. This live audience is one of the most social yakety yakers eaters in they I've are. seen in a oh, very long yakin. time. They're j- running to their seats at yeah. the last minute. They were st- they were still in line for the restroom. You know, the wait till the Grabbing end, the right at the end to go. The trays as yeah, they all it, you know. Everybody's got drinks and plates and of food in here, break. and they don't really care about the channel so much. It's. <laughs> It's like going to the theater. You just go there for the popcorn. I don't. You don't even remember what movie you went to. It's, but it was good popcorn. Anyway, for all those of you who are just tuning in, you missed a really good episode of the uh, Chambra News Show with Linda and I. And everybody's like, "No, we didn't." They I forgot like, to clap. Did, did we I forget always, to yeah, tell yeah, you to yeah, clap? Yeah. <laughs> it's informative. It's insightful, and it's humorous too. Um, Award-winning, yeah, 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 yeah. I really like the idea of the uh, nose flutes. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. snotty yeah, music. Yeah. Like anyway, uh, we're about to start with Adamus, but uh, Linda and I both wanted to welcome you back. It's a little different this time. We're going to be doing questions from Chambra, submitted from Chambra from all around the world. You had what four hundred or more? Oh, more than four hundred, and I re- I really narrowed them down. <laughs> yeah, and we have a lot to go through, and it might be tomorrow morning before we're actually out of here. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's no more food. Oh, oh pizza! <laughs> oh. Um, so uh, uh, anyway, we're ready to go with that. Linda's going to be reading the questions. Uh, she and Jean actually went through and kind of culled, I guess you would call it. Then you did a final review on the questions. You have a lot of them. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure we're not going to get through all those. Uh, but they tend to fall in categories. Now, I haven't seen any of them. I don't want to know. Uh, but Linda said that they had a lot in certain categories. So I think a lot of you who ask questions that may not get directly answered, it will, the answers will apply to the category, you yeah. know, if you were asking about... Adamus didn't make any promises. We didn't make any promises. I got him here. We'll read him. We'll get through what we get through. We'll see what he goes through. Yeah, what he gets through. Good. Well, I, I can't worry about it. I'm stressed out enough without worrying yeah, okay. about it. All right. And just as a reminder, we'll be doing the next two shouts live from Kona, Hawaii. If you get tired of the weather here, just hop on an airplane. It's a direct flight. Land in Kona, Aloha, and all the rest of that. We'll be doing the next two from the Shamba Pavilion. There will be a watch party here uh, for those who just don't want to come over. Um, with that, I'm ready for some breathing, Linda, and I know Adamus is in the house, uh, ready to go. Well, is he going to be cooperative today? <laughs> You're talking about Adamus, not Tobias, uh, so I don't know. Okay, he well, was really good last month when we were watching the, the, the pre- review from last month. He was so calm and gentle. You know why, though? Because Gene cut out all the parts that had to do with the audience interaction where he was brutal, and then he settled down after that. <laughs> right? <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay, uh, some breathing, please, Linda, and then we'll have a uh, music video going in, and then Adamas. Ready? Okay. So, with that, each of us, let's take that good deep breath of life. 
You know, we were talking about it earlier today. Yes, we breathe. You're alive. You breathe. But this is about that true breath of awareness, that breath, that presence of the I am here, I exist. Take the good deep breath. And when we do that, we're breathing in all that we are. Human, master, divine, soul. We breathe it in and we are all here. So take that good deep breath. As we open to Adamus for this very special shout featuring Chamber Questions, take that good deep breath and breathe deeply into you. Breathe and feel as this music's going to start. It's a Chambre song, so breathe into it, feel into it as we invite Adamus here with us. Take that good deep breath.
I am that I am, Adamus of St. Germain. Uh, let's take a good deep breath. Uh, you just saw your history on the planet in about three minutes. <laughs> and in a way, uh, it's such a beautiful example. Uh, and Tobias is the first one who started talking about the caterpillar and the butterfly. And that's kind of what you've been going through, you know, going lifetime after lifetime in this old human body, then going into the cocoon. Just when you thought you were really going to have an emergence, a change, no, you go into the cocoon, you're, you're mushed. <laughs> and, and then when you start emerging, you're so excited about it, you've been looking forward to it, but it's so uncomfortable and unnatural at first. You find a tendency to want to go back to your caterpillar thinking, your caterpillar ways, and you don't. You find you have this set of wings, and they're all still filled with the mush, and it's so awkward. Just a slight breeze throws you off, but then, then the emergence. Then you set free, and then you fly. And when you do, that whole feeling of loneliness that you've had for so very long in your journey as the caterpillar and then definitely into the cocoon, you suddenly realize there's a lot of others who are emerging, other chamber, others around the world. Not a lot but enough to remind you you're not alone. You never were. You had to go through that part of the, the journey, the cocoon, by yourself, but you emerge and there's others around you. And I, I get kind of sentimental, because that's so much what we're seeing now, we'll see coming forward with Chambra all around the world. Imagine just butterflies, fields of butterflies, or many, many, many humans who now are finally allowing their realization. I love February. Uh, not necessarily because it's uh, Valentine's. I love February because to me it's always been the emergence month. You know, nature goes into its long, long, quiet and cold winter, goes into a deep hibernation, but then come February, Almost on schedule, February 1st, something starts resonating within nature, within the trees and, the, uh, and the, even the animals. And something says, it's time now to start that emergence. It, the leaves haven't come out in the trees yet, and the grass hasn't grown in yet. But if you feel deep down into it, uh, underneath the ground, so much is happening right now for that time when there is the ultimate emergence. It's kind of what's happening with Shambhar now. You've gone through that long winter of the soul on this planet, uh, in, into your cocoon, and now, if you don't feel it, that rumbling deep down within, something's happening. It's a bit frightening at times, wondering what's going to happen, but then you just feel into that, uh, what the, is for the butterfly, the imaginal disc. But what I'm calling for all of you is that clear crystal flame. It guides you through the rest of it. it. It guides you into it. You don't have to plan it or do it. It's just there. It's time to ride on that, to enjoy it, to feel how that emergence comes forth. You can't work on it. I, I hope you figured that out by now. You can't work on it. You cannot study it. You can't even really even go to another person 
and say, well, how does that go now in the ultimate emergence? How does that go? Because their experience was unique to them. Share stories, of course, but ultimately it's, it's your very own, and it's, that, it's the version of the imaginal disc. It's that clear crystal flame that takes you there. And that's where we're at right now. It's February. It's February in, in your soul. A lot of things are really rumbling right now. You start to break through that cocoon, and, and it, it's, it's a bit of a challenge, and, and there's a fear, too, wanting to go back into the cocoon, wanting to go back into the old caterpillar ways. It was kind of easy, I guess. Uh, you even try to remember, oh, now what was that I used to do as a caterpillar? And you can't remember, and then, of course, then you worry that there's something wrong with your mind. And, and no, it's just you weren't meant to go back there. So I do love February. And February, do you have that writing thing that you do? February is the, the month of the hearts. Would you draw a heart on there? A big one or a little one? You decide. Draw a heart. That's a heart. And it's a common symbol for, for this month. Hearts everywhere, I noticed, even on some of your graphics here, hearts everywhere. And the wonderful thing I love about it right now, particularly this February, February 2020, is you know what I've said about the heart. It represents kind of the dissension down to earth, coming down here, and love also, but it represents coming down to earth. And now we really put the spade into action. Linda, would you draw a spade? Maybe on the next page. It's the ascension. To me, it's the symbol of ascension, going back up, rising back up. That's why I love this month. Uh, huh. <laughs> Time is a funny thing. <laughs> there you go. That's the, the, that's the spade. And that's where we're at right now. It's what I love the symbol of the spade. It's like emerging back out. Let's take a deep breath with that. I'd like to welcome all of those new ones listening in today. Maybe it's your first, second, maybe third child, but so many new ones coming in. I was a bit taken today when I was surveying the group at, at the, the many new ones that are here. And I've told the old ones, you, the uh, mature Chambra, the ones who have been here for a while. I'm going to get trapped in my own words here. I've said it's, it's going to happen, and it's just starting. I mean, this is just the beginning. But to the new ones, I want to welcome you. I am a facet of St. Germain. I'm an act of consciousness. I created this persona. What? You asked for all these questions. How uh, we don't need questions today. <laughs> <laughs> this is my monologue, dear Linda. I learned from the talk show hosts uh, that, that I watched through, through many of you late at night. You know, don't they get a monologue? Don't they get five minutes? All right, all right, I get five minutes. This happens all the time for the new ones, all the time. This is Linda Visa. Please welcome Linda Visa. Uh, and she is my guiding light, a fright, uh, one of. <laughs> Linda keeps things uh, moving here. Be careful. So I want to welcome the new ones, and, and uh, 
it's just the beginning. There are going to be a lot more coming after the new ones that, that are coming in now. They're going to be doing it a little bit different. But uh, I want to welcome all of you. I'm, I'm a facet of St. Germain. You probably heard of St. Germain before. Uh, and Adamus was specially created. It's, a, it's like an act, uh, uh, an act of consciousness. It was created by Chambre in general years ago. It's really a reflection of them and of you. But it's to break through that kind of stuffy, old, uh, new age, spiritual, uh, overly reverent and really boring uh, persona that uh, came along with uh, St. Germain. I thought you were saying Adamus was an app. And it's like, oh, yeah, he should Adamus be. was going to be an app pretty soon. <laughs> no, really. I mean, we're working on it already. Uh, so um, St. Germain has been around for a long time. I've been around for a long time. But I wanted to come in a little bit uh, more, let's say, colorful than oh. St. Germain. Uh, and and uh, more timely, more in the now. Now, it wasn't that easy making this change. I, I had to consult with uh, Kathumi uh, to uh, try to be a, a little less stuffy. Uh, and uh, to an extent, it's worked. Um, to an extent, I guess once in a while we still get a little stuffy. But, but I want to welcome all of you and explain who I am. I, I like using February for a time of kind of regrouping, kind of really kind of doing an overview. Uh, so for those of you who are new wondering about this thing called Crimson Circle, first of all, uh, don't think of it in terms of spiritual, uh, because you'd be missing a lot of it. Um, it, it, it came from a, a spiritual background. A lot of the ones who are calling themselves Chambro have been spiritual for a long time, but they're getting over it. Um, <laughs> we're a little bit different. If you come here looking for spirituality, if you come here looking for uh, a guru, sage and wise advice, meditations, and all the rest of that, that you've come to the wrong place. It, we're, we break through a lot of barriers here. Now, uh, I like to do a kind of a message every now and then in February, February 14th. Uh, just it's easy to remember. So we're going to be doing another message on this February 14th uh, mm. with Caldra and Linda. Uh, and uh, oh, I forgot to tell them about it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you see, they're going to be vacationing in Hawaii, so and have very little else to do. So we'll just have them. We'll, we'll have them do a little uh, message. I'd like to, once again, kind of reframe, uh, reshape why we're here, why Crimson Circle is here, where it came from, and where we're going to. So uh, that'll be uh, for you on February 14th, courtesy. Live or recorded? Let's not worry about details now. You just put that on your schedule. There's nothing else to do. <laughs> I knew I'd get to her. Um, so uh, the one thing I could say, and I'll elaborate more on uh, in this February 14th uh, session that we're doing, is feel into it as I talk about it right now, though. This is a, a huge time of convergence. That's probably the big key word right now for all of you. It's con time for convergence. You're not here by mistake at this time. Uh, and I've told so many of them, and I'll tell you who are new, you could have had your realization a lifetime or two ago, but you didn't. You chose to wait till now. It's a time of convergence. You have technology uh, that's 
changing the f- nature of this planet uh, and of humanity rapidly, unbelievably rapidly, to the point where we can't really even look past the year 2050. I mean, even, even the ascended masters really can't look past because we're no longer linear. Everything is going off the charts. It is moving so fast that the mind is having a very difficult time keeping up with it, and it's probably good news. But worry not, because the mind actually, the way it's seeded, the way it it came to be, uh, it's got the capability to adapt if you let it. If you let it. If you hold back, you're not willing to change, then it'll hurt. But the mind literally can uh, get rid of old neurons, neurons that, uh, the ancient neurons that have been there for tens and twenties, uh, thousands of years. And your mind's got, let's roughly, uh, about a hundred million, billion, sorry, neurons in it. And it actually shuttles some of the ancient ones out. Uh, they're, they don't really serve a purpose anymore. And it will allow itself to, to make, create, or, or adapt new neurons that can handle some of the rapid changes. So the mind adapts. It hasn't done that in a long time. I mean, it stayed with the same basic neuronal activity as it's had for a long, long time. So it's kind of gotten stale. But now it's starting to change and adapt and adjust. Those new neurons are going to be very essential to how you reconnect with your energy. Now, I don't want to say that we have to do it through the neurons. It's a natural kind of a process that goes through. But if you're wondering, well, how do I really adjust to this whole new perspective of energy? It occurs in the neurons, and you don't have to do a damn thing. Right now, there's, uh, there's millions uh, of uh, n- neuronal activations, little neurons getting triggered, right now, every second. And, and you're not controlling it. You don't have to watch over it. It's a natural process. So the same with the neurons, the new neurons that are going to adapt to a whole different way of energy. So for those of you who are new, what we're here for is to finally converge. The whole purpose of coming to Earth, understanding energy and consciousness at a time of other convergences on the planet. Technology. Technology converging with consciousness. Uh, Technology converging with itself. You take several different types of technology, you put them together, now you have, I guess you call it a quantum uh, technology. That's happening on the planet. It's exciting. It's a bit frightening, but it's why you're here. It is the time of convergence. And for you individually, it's the time of realization. Before we get into the questions, which we will, I want to point out a couple of things. It's a huge time of change, if you hadn't figured that out. You have to be pretty asleep not to figure out everything's changing. There's some key elements, uh, things that are changing the most right now. Linda, I'm going to ask you to write these on a single new piece of paper. Okay. Electronic. Yeah. Yeah. 
I guess I have this to learn. This is not paper. I have to learn to adapt. Uh, a, a number of different things taking place, and these relate to a lot of the questions that were asked. The changes involve, uh, first of all, uh, a hierarchical change. In other words, life on the planet has been very hierarchical. You see it in your businesses, your institutions, your societies, but it's also in nature. It's in science and mathematics. Everything has a hierarchical. Can you spell that, Linda? That's pretty good. Everything has a hierarchical order to it. You get used to it, whether it's having a boss or having subordinates that work for you, whether it's being uh, even rich or poor. Uh, traffic is hierarchical. Uh, everything, the way food is grown, it's all in hierarchies. You know, in, in kind of a, a descending order. And relatively, um, uh, relatively vertical. In other words, there's not a lot of uh, change outside of that hierarchical column. That's all going away. And that's gonna, it's going to scare you, and it's going to scare a lot of people on the planet. They almost need that hierarchy. They need to be told where they fit into the order. It's going away rapidly. Technology is one of the big reasons, because technology basically, in an odd way, democratizes the world and also uh, levels out the playing field for abundance. And you're still going to have your bottom billion for a while, the, the ones on the lower part of the hierarchy, because they're choosing to be there. Not because they're poor bastards, uh, but because they're choosing to be there. They tend to be the ones who are coming in for the first lifetimes on the planet. And they stay in the, what has been referred to as the bottom billion, the, the poor of the world. Don't feel sorry for them. Uh, you know, grant them opportunity, indeed. But then it's up to them. You've used, been used to the hierarchy, and other than the bottom billion, it's changing rapidly. Your own hierarchy is changing. The way your cells, your molecules, your DNA, and everything else are organized in your body all run through what we call the aniatron, which is the body's communication network. That's changing, and you probably feel it. You probably feel it in your body. There's a lot of questions in Linda's pile uh, about the body. It's changing. It's going away from hierarchy. You're going to find that it's also happening in in society, in, in businesses and institutions, and ultimately even in the government. And it's a, it's a radical quantum change. People freak out about it. They've got to have their hierarchical columns. So that's changing. The other thing that's changing for so many of you, and this relates to all the questions uh, that's changing, is your world has been externalized, if you would write external for as long as you can remember. Everything is a, a perspective of what's on the outside, and sometimes a desperate attempt to find what's on the inside, but it's always referenced by what's on the outside. The way you feel about yourself is largely based on your perception of how people feel about you. If everybody loves you, then you can love yourself, but if nobody loves you, it's hard to love yourself because the perspective is externalized. You look out at the world around you, and you see it, even though it's coming from your, your eyes and your receptors, 
but you see it as being external, and it's not. That's going to be a tough one uh, to get through with, with some of the Chambre, because they're going to insist that it's out there. And I'm telling you, change the per- or allow the perspective to change, because it's all coming from in here. It's all your energy, even if there's other people. It's your perception of them. They're actually really not in your energy. You are perceiving them there. It's kind of like a virtual world. They're really not there. You're perceiving them there, but they're actually outside of your energy. They, uh, they, they can affect uh, you. Let them affect your energy and your perception, but it's actually all really internal. It's going to take humans in general a long, long time to figure this one out. But actually, quantum physics is going to discover it first. And then ultimately it'll be used in psychology to say, you've been external forever. Go internal. Everything you perceive is coming from you. Every answer is in you, but you want to believe it's out there. Everything you need, all the abundance you need, is right here. And it's really, really, really simple. But you want to keep struggling and pretending it's out there or somebody's keeping you from it. It's so simple, uh, because it's all right there, but damn, that's a hard concept to, to get over, particularly when it's been basically brainwashed and hypnotized into you that everything you need is out there. I contend nothing. You need nothing whatsoever, including love or sex, is out there. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Ah. Well, actually, when you think about it, you're making ah. love to somebody. And in a way, it, it's you're really not. I, it's kind of like, uh, and I use the example of virtual reality because that's going to be a really big thing. Even Caldra and Linda just bought some of those virtual reality thingies. But imagine for a moment you're making love to somebody, and uh, I, I won't animate this. <laughs> I was going to embarrass, dear Linda. You're making love to somebody, and for the new ones listening in, now they're going, oh yeah, I like this group. (laughs) My question is, are you really? Aren't you really making love to yourself? Aren't you really just – because they're actually not uh, externalized. They're they're not outside – they are outside of your energy. You're just making love with your own energy. Now, isn't that going to ruin a few nights for a lot of you? <laughs> but it's true. And you start realizing that that's actually a really good example. You're making what? You can't come up with a better example than no, that. No, I thought that was mighty toasty. Uh, I thought it was really good. You're making love to somebody, and it's all a perception, but you're really still just in your energy. Now imagine the implications on human psychology when they start understanding that, not blaming it on something on the outside and not feeling the whole world's out to get them. It's actually pretty scary when you realize, this is all mine. All mine. It raises a lot of questions. I can hear the questions coming already. No, it's, it's not fake or imagined, but just realize it's in your energy field. There is another soul being that is, in a way, participating, but not within your energy field. They're in their own, having their own experience of what it's like to make love. 
It's fascinating when you really understand. So externalizing, that's going away. Everything starts to become internal. You start to realize it's all your perception. Therefore, you can recreate it however you want, with ease and grace. And by the way, that's the key to staying on this planet after realization. The other thing that's changing very, very rapidly for you and and for humans in general is um, local. Local. Would you write that down, please? In the history of humanity, I'm going to say post-Atlantis humanity, in the history of post-Atlantis humanity, um, everything is local. I've talked about it before. Uh, Most people from one lifetime to the other stay within about 50 miles or less of where they had their last lifetime, and they're with the same family they had. And that's if there's any reason to want to, you know, ascend. That's it right there. <laughs> Get out of here. But it, 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 you know, and it's a fact. Uh, there's a misperception in some New Age circles that you you have lifetimes all around the world with a lot of different people. Not. You really don't. Uh, you probably more than anybody, but they'll stay in that same culture and that same family, lifetime after lifetime. That's kind of sad. Uh, now, that's changing rapidly. Rapidly. Because now just the internet brings everything global. Uh, travel. Uh, the, the, uh, see some of the new potentials for travel on the planet. You're, you're used to the, your, um, what I always call the, the metal horse, the iron horse. That's going to be fading into obsolescence very soon. And not just replaced by battery, but replaced by flying craft. And and, uh, you can imagine the traffic congestion there. Uh, Flying craft, and what are some of the other things uh, that you have, your magnetic loops, uh, things like that. Travel changes very quickly to the point right now, actually, I mean, this isn't uh, just science fiction, but. They're working on technology right now that'll be here within about eight years, where you can literally travel from, uh, let's say, New York to Los Angeles in about 40 minutes. That blows apart localization that's occurred on the planet forever. It blows it away. Now, there'll still be those who hibernate, who don't want to go anywhere, who just stay at home and, uh, I guess, play on the internet. but. Basically, we're shattering some of the old paradigms. And then the other one, the big one, linear. Linear. It's kind of tied in with the hierarchical. Everything in an order. Time is linear, or so humans believe. It's not. It's not. One of the most exciting things in our work ahead is when you realize how the future has always been there, coming and visiting you. Uh, and, and you actually go into the future often in your dream state, but then there's that barrier that stops the mind uh, from, from realizing it. And everything stays linear, uh, like tracking like that. That's changing rapidly, particularly with technology. It can't be linear anymore. Humans uh, are going to get very disoriented as things go off the linear track. Uh, that's why I said in Pronost, uh, a fair m- number of suicides. They just can't handle it. Uh, the, the rapid change. For you, Shambra, for you new ones watching in, we go from linear to and. 
and. You know, the, the human mind thinks so linear. If, if you're going along on a line like this, and they say, well, let's get off that linear line, they just draw a new line. And it's a little bit different, maybe a little different slope. It's just another linear line. We're going beyond that into what I call the and. I've talked a lot about allowing recently because we're just kind of creeping into the and. We're going to get there and talk more and more about it. But you can be human and you can be a total light being at the same time. You don't have to be one or the other. You can, you can be a masculine and you can be feminine at the same time. It's the and. You can be anything you want. You can be a musician and an engineer all at the same time. You can be human and the master. Uh, you might have days that are more human, you know, with more gripes and aches and pains and farts, or days where you're truly a master, where you just are, are on that park bench, and days when you are absolutely both. That's when it gets fun. When you're not just that boring linear anymore. You are all of it. You are multi uh, – I don't like the word so much, but multi-reality and not multi-dimensional. And you, you're conscious and aware of it, and you're like, I am so and today. <laughs> I mean, I'm here and I'm there. I'm sound asleep and I'm wide awake. I'm a master, I'm a putz, all <laughs> at the same time. And that's where we're going. These are the things that are getting torn apart right now. Uh, for, for all of you, that's really so much of what we're doing here, and ultimately for humanity. And this also makes a very nice acronym of where things are right now. <laughs> took you this long to notice that I had to say it. So a lot of the questions that we have today are related to this. Uh, I'm ready for questions and answers. Dear Linda, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. And you might want to – oh, you can keep that up on the screen. Good. Uh, let's take a deep breath together as Linda dives into her work. Okay. So there are a gazillion questions. Um, we'll just get through what we get through. And Adamus, I hope you'll do a good job. <laughs> and <laughs> – Okay. Good. Let's go. You have talked of a compelling passion awaiting us but more often of the master just sitting on the park bench. Will passion return to our lives before and or after realization? After being emptied out in the deconstruction process and as part of that, cutting ancestral family karma ties, quitting a lucrative job, bottoming out, rendezvousing with a psych ward like Kathumi, <laughs> crashing at zero point and now just existing in another similar job which came to me for less money and feeling little or no interest, let alone passion. It's difficult to see my reason for all of this and to stay here. Will you really ever feel passion again? And if so, can you share where that will come from, the I am, and what it will look like and feel like? Indeed. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I think that sums up all the questions right there. <laughs> uh, passion. Uh, that you're used to human passion that you know, gave you reason to get up uh, in the morning and make it through the end of the day. Nothing wrong with those passions, and it might have been sports, uh, creativity, business, uh, helping other people or whatever. Uh, obviously, those have gone away. 
and, and then you go through that long, passionless period. I, I think truly the hardest part of uh, going from awakening into mastery is a loss of passion. You just don't want to be here anymore. There's nothing that really excites you. That's going back to the, uh, the video you showed with uh, the caterpillar uh, in the cocoon. The passion now is not a human passion. It's, uh, for lack of better words, the soul passion. It's to be. To, to, uh, <laughs> I see some people are booing at that already. That's not a passion. No, actually, to simply to feel that surge of yourself, of energy and consciousness, uh, that becomes a huge passion. Uh, let's look at it another way. You spent your whole life working and suffering and slaving for energy. And, and in that you found some passions, uh, which I really don't call passion. And suddenly you realize that you're the magician, you're Merlin, and energy works for you. Uh, that becomes the passion. Now what do I want the energy to do? How does it respond to my consciousness, not to my mind, uh, not to uh, goals? Uh, we're, we're, we're goalless here. Uh, that's so old human. How does, for lack of better words, how does my light, my consciousness, excite and stimulate my energy? But if you don't think it's your energy, you think it's external, out there someplace, then you've already, you're already kind of lost. It's only when you realize, this is my energy, and it's my, my light, my absolute uh, – words are kind of tough here – but love for life that excites that energy. But there's still a lot of you who are trying to mental the energy. You're trying to think, and here's my goal, here's what I want. Get over it. Give it up. It's old. It's like the caterpillar trying to go back. You know, right as it's emerging as the butterfly, trying to go back to being the caterpillar. The, the, the passion is letting energy serve you, period. But don't think about it. Feel it. Don't, don't try to organize it in the hierarchy of your mind. It will fall apart. It won't work, and then you get really depressed. And you ask questions like this. Start to feel – I don't know what you want to call it, but that, that yourself, your, your, your beingness, yourself – and watch how energy starts changing. Not about other people. Don't, don't start there with how you're going to change other people. You're going to run into trouble. But how just energy around you changes. And sometimes it's not at all what you think. Sometimes it's going to blow up your computer and you go, well, I, damn, Adamas owes me a computer because look what happened. No, but then you realize, oh, I, it was, I was just being the, all that I am. Look what it did. Wow, I affect energy. I now allow energy to serve me. Passion's a tough one. And um, uh, what I can say is don't try, to, don't try to resurrect an old human passion. Uh, the true passion is being the master, letting energy serve you. It's, it's so fun and so simple for some of us. Yes, I'm going to need uh, a, a more coffee, a taller one. And a little warmer than that. 
<laughs> and, and that was my example of letting energy serve you. That was, uh, you know, it's a passion. I just want to drink coffee. I don't have to have a reason. I just, I am, you know. And now, what do you hear in the other room? The coffee grinder going, and and dear beautiful Carrie saying, "Gotcha, boss." Boss. <laughs> she calls me boss. Yeah, I mean, in a in a endearing way. Yeah, well, no, Carrie and I, we go way back, right? <laughs> okay. Next question, please. What does it mean to be realized? How can I know that I realize that I'm realized? Please give me practical examples. Good question that I'm not really going to answer. Uh, <laughs> no, the, the reason is shocking. Simple. I don't want to define it for you. I can tell you some things about it, but I, I don't want to define it. My joy is going to be when, when you start emerging, and uh, not based on what I said, because otherwise you get it in your mind it has to be a certain way. You start emerging. I can't wait. I, I, maybe I have to figure out a way to get some recorder uh, right around you when this happens, uh, like a video or something, because you know the most common response to it is going to be, "Holy shit!" <laughs> uh, that and and you're just gonna. It's like, ah, oh, I get it, and I'm like, yeah, I've been trying to tell you, and and you're gonna say Adamas, you're gonna scream out, you're gonna get on your social media. It is so simple. We've been making it so hard all the way along, and I'm like, I know. And you, all I had to do was allow. I used to think I was allowing. Now I just allowed. Suddenly, realization. If you want to put a kind of a textbook definition on it. Everything is integrated. There is no fight within, because the only thing you're ever fighting is your own energy, and that doesn't make any sense. Oh man, you just fixed about half the questions. Well, throw them out. Let's party. <laughs> it's total integration. Uh, it's an integration of all your aspects: your past lives, your future lives. They all become integrated. Integration means you're no longer uh, a divided house. You're no longer battling yourself. You realize you've been tilting at windmills for a long time. Why? That's fun for a little while, but not for a thousand lifetimes. So let's move on. You realize there's nothing to battle. There's nothing to fear. There's nothing to fear, and and it's a tough one because I know you all fear. You know what you fear the most oh, amongst the most? Losing your mind. Losing your mind. Your platform, your hierarchy of the mind. You fear losing that, so you tiptoe into realization. A- and then you wonder why it's taking so long. I wonder why it's taking so long. <laughs> For the new ones, I do like um, teasing a little bit. Uh, no, I'm really not being insulting. Some of, one of you just said, No, I actually, is anybody here think I'm being insulting? <laughs> Glad that's not recorded. Um, no, we, we, we have a way. Uh, when we communicate, we have a way. I, I, I intentionally irritate and aggravate just to, uh, just to make things more fun, just to get you out of the complacency. So where were we? I was pontificating again. So uh, realization is total integration, no battle, nothing left to fight. It's completion. You know, there's a thousand or so lifetimes on this planet. How about being done now? Let's move on. It's completion. 
There's still some of you that are like, well, I want to leave the option open to come back in another lifetime. Okay, but Ooh, why? Oh, big mug, Thank buddy. Whoa. Thank you. <laughs> Later. Oh, uh, by the way, would you? I got a dirty one here. Uh, glass. Oh, you're talking about your glass. <laughs> glass. Thank you. And uh, yeah, sometimes we do get a little uh, over the top here, but that's okay. <laughs> so it's um, it's completion. Last lifetime on the planet, and. You want to leave the option open. That's that's up to you if you want to. But you're going to realize you're not really going to want to stay. I mean, it's kind of dreamy, maybe even poetic. Or I'm going to come back. You saw your opening video, which I really did like. I don't like most of the stuff here, but (laughs) that I really liked. The music isn't my style for the most part, but today's video was very indicative. It's like here you are. Now, in Butterfly Land, do you really think you want to go back to Cocoonville? I don't <laughs> think so. But try to leave the option open. You do, so whatever. Um, it's completion. It's your last lifetime. If you haven't felt it by now, there's a lot that's going to do after you're done here. Not suffering, kind of to do things. Creation at its best. Here's passion, by the way. Passion is. You know, uh, creation is without any agenda whatsoever. That's true creation. It's not like I'm going to create a new job, I'm going to create money, I'm going to create uh, whatever. No, creation is I create. I'll atone. I create. You don't know what you just created. You don't care. You can create. That's the important thing. And then you dive into it and see what the hell you created. That's what the planet's all about. That's the job of scientists to find, okay, what did we create? And they dissect it. That was cool. Uh, let's move on now. So true, that, to me that would be the passion is, I create. You, you put it out there into your energy, not into anybody else's. I create. And then jump into it. What did I create? That is exciting. You know, a predetermined creation is not really a creation. A pre- when you predetermine that I, I need to make it look like this, I need to create like that, I need to create a better you're not creating, you're manipulating. There's a huge difference. True creation is I create, let's jump in and see what I created. That's passion. So um oh, we're not getting through many questions, are we? <laughs> Okay, um, so uh, realization, completion, integration, ultimately creation, conscious creation without agenda. Simple question. Sure, I should answer that one simply. <laughs> Can I screw up my realization? Do you want to? It's not my question. I'm just reading it. I'm just answering the question. Um, can you screw up your realization? No. You really can't. It's, yeah, you sounded reluctant. No, realization is natural. Uh, it's all going to happen. Awakening, realization, all that is natural. Uh, I'm always amused and sometimes depressed that humans think they're going to uh, like make their realization, like study really hard or meditate for hours and hours. And I'm not against meditation, but if you think you're going to get there, 
uh, to realization through meditation, you just put a plastic bag over your head and tie it, you know. <laughs> Do a little breathing and you realize it's not genuine breathing. It's a little suffocating. And that that's, was my point here, you weirdos. Um, so the, the, the point is that – what was the point? <laughs> what was the point? Uh, so the fact is that uh, am I, are you going to screw up your realization? No. But you can take a lot of detours and have a lot of distractions. You, you'll end up there, no doubt about it. Um, well, that eliminated about half the question. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you'll get there. But the question I've asked Chambra, I'm talking to the uh, newcomers now, I've asked for a long time is, how do you want to get there? You know, it's inevitable. You're actually, you are actually already ascended, realized, whatever you call it. You just haven't gone through the experience of what it was like to get there. You're there, but now how do you want to fill in the blank? How, what, do you, what do you want the storyline to be like? And that you can decide. I mean, don't go into details, but hey, I want to do it gracefully. I want to really do it with a lot of suffering uh, yeah. or drama. I want to do it quietly. Uh, and that is up to you. How you're going to get there. How do you want to get there? It's all your energy. How do you want to have it serve you? Please. This is a very uh, representative question. One of the stumbling points for me in realization is while I can't wait for my realization, the going through it and outcome for myself and any of my relationships has me a bit worried. Adamus has often said that being by oneself is a good thing, but many of us are in committed relationships with spouses, children, and friends. Will we emerge from our cocoons so changed that all of these will disappear? Will we eventually push these people out of our lives? Could you give some clarity about what might happen going forward? One of the biggest distractions uh, in a realization is relationships. And there's always that concern somebody here is in a committed relationship. Well, uncommit. I mean, no, I mean, what is a committed relationship? I mean, that you both should be committed for being in that relationship, which is based on karma? So, uh, uncommit. You got, and this sounds harsh, but you have one thing to commit to right now is yourself. That is it. Some relationships will go, indeed, and they should. Some relationships will come in new. None of it really matters because what matters is what you've chosen in this lifetime. I will call it uh, actually a. Caldra, I have to throw him out of here. Uh, I would call it a using a really weak and pathetic excuse for not having a realization when you blame it on your relationships. I, I think it's pathetic because you're hurting that person more than you possibly know. You're in a relationship and you're like, well, I can't do my realization because I got to take care of my. My parents, my husband, my kids, my dog, whatever it happens to be, all the above. You're hurting them. You are literally sending out a psychic energy to them that it's their fault, that you're not accomplishing what you want, you're not having what you want. You set up a very, very bad dynamic, and it's a cheap and, and cowardly excuse. And, and furthermore, I don't really understand it. Why would a relationship go bad if you're allowing your realization? 
wouldn't the person or the people in your relationship actually appreciate it? Ultimately, wouldn't you? Aren't you staying here to be a light on the planet? And doesn't it really start at home? Well, sure, there's going to be changes that they sense, and they're going to try to want you to stay the old way, but they're going to come back to you and thank you. They're in your life right now for a reason, and it's probably because, in one hand, they're providing kind of a support mechanism for you, and on the other hand, they simply want to be in your light as you come into realization. So I really I scold any of you, any of you who are basically using a relationship to delay your realization. It's a, it's a very cowardly excuse. And I know those are harsh words, but very true words, in my opinion. Allow your realization and watch what happens in the relationships. Letting go of eons of karmic baggage, for one. That doesn't just affect the one person, but it ripples back through your entire ancestral line. And, and it, it ripples into the future as well. I'm not saying leave your families. I'm saying serve yourself right now. It is not selfish. And Calder's reminding me, he just wrote an article uh, about that. Serve yourself right now. It's not selfish. I, I, I simply don't want to hear any of you using a relationship as an excuse, like your, your lover is going to be angry or disappointed or your children won't know what to do without you. That those are really cowardly. So, ooh, I know. Oh, this it's warm in the room now. No, no. There's a lot of questions related to that and similar to that one. The next question related to that would be: Is it possible to come to realization with a partner in a relationship? Well. It depends how that's defined. Are the two of you going to do kind of a uh, love knot together, uh, not together, and say we're both going to go at the same time? Do all three of you, uh, dear sisters, you all have to go into it at the same time? Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Just one, right. One of, push one of them into it and then see how that works out. <laughs> the questions I got related to that didn't, weren't implying that they were doing it together. It was more, is it possible to do it with, with some, you know, in, while you have someone? If you're in a relationship. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. absolutely. That, that's the other Can you be in a relationship even with somebody who is not uh, uh, into all this? Absolutely. You know, uh, certainly. Uh, but you don't have to go and beat on them every day about it. You don't have to, you know, give them blow-by-blow blow details of everything you're going through because they kind of don't want to hear about it. Uh, just allow it to happen and wait for them to say, you know, what's with you? You're suddenly nice. <laughs> Is that the measure? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Kleenex tissue. So, uh, but yes. I pulled uh, up behind the pillow, not from my. Pillow. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> the, uh, but yeah, I, I would say um, a couple of big excuses for uh, not having a realization. Number one, relationships. Uh, one, it's there's some ones that are pretty close. Health is another one. So let's get into the health questions. No, no, I got a couple of others first. Um, what is the difference between realization and embodied enlightenment? Uh, well, realization, you don't have to stay embodied. Uh, you can like uh, be like the butterfly and just fly away and never come back. 
the embodied realization or embodied enlightenment is making that conscious choice to stay on the planet. It, this literally, Shambhur, is the first group ever to be choosing that. Um, most of the Ascended Masters, you know, when we do our open house, uh, you realize that they didn't, and they're in awe of you. It's not to be taken lightly, the fact that you're staying. Uh, and, and there's some difficult parts of it. But anybody can be realized, everybody will be realized, very few will stay embodied on the planet. Very, very few. So, to be more specific, then what's the difference between realization and enlightenment? Enlightenment is a spiritual term that I don't really like so much. Uh, realization is my term, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> but, uh, you know, realization, enlightenment, you know, conjures up images of gurus and uh, woo kind of stuff, and and you know, Jesus uh, ascending with all sorts of light around him, and it's just not that way. I mean, it doesn't really happen that way. It, it's a kind of a a big myth, and and then people don't. Get that, you know. Matter of fact, uh, it was kind of. I love watching the new ones come over to the Ascended Masters Club. I'm like, geez, there wasn't even any flames or puff of smoke or no great big halo around me. And I'm like, nope, no, there's not, you know, for the most part. So the whole concept of enlightenment, spiritual enlightenment, and uh, even if you do stay for a year or two, you walk around oming and you're holier. I don't know who invented that. Uh, you know, it's a, probably the church, uh, but I don't know who invented it, because as I've said before, and you're going to realize, uh, the, the true master, the embodied master, is an intolerant son of a bitch. They, they don't walk around oming; they walk around spitting. <laughs> you know, they, because they they won't tolerate somebody else trying to uh, manipulate them. They just will not. They'll call it right then and there. They're not going to do this nicey, nicey thing and let's talk about it. Let's process it. Get out of my energy, you know, now. Uh, And actually, you know what's funny? Humans respect that more than all this coddling and pandering and mushy, mushy. They want somebody to hit them square in the face. That's why I'm here. (laughs) It's it's very true. Enlightenment uh, is just kind of uh, it's almost like a Hollywoodized version of realization, because it'd be tough for Hollywood to do a, a real movie about realization. It's you know it's not all that glitzy. You know, uh, it's hard to express. So everybody's kind of polished this version of enlightenment. Jesus, just go. I'm mean, not Jesus, but Jesus, just <laughs> go. <laughs> well, look what happened to you. <laughs> Just go to Sedona. I mean, come on. Okay. Uh, next question, Linda. Are you throwing those out? No, I'm sort of sorting and rebooting okay. based on what you're saying. You're a little bit difficult. Um, uh, while she's uh, sorting, um, realization is so natural. It really is. Uh, and it's just, you're going to get there. It's no big deal. You couldn't study your way into it if you tried. You couldn't plan it. If you plan it, the plans are going to get broken. Uh, What you do is you allow it. You experience it, what it's like going into realization. And there's part of you that says, well, nothing's happening. Oh, you wouldn't believe what's happening to you. You just don't see it right now. Uh, It's it's amazing what's happening to you right now. So you breathe it in and you allow it. You can't really mess it up. 
You can get distracted, but you cannot ultimately mess it up. Period. Uh, Question. Last year was very challenging for me as my encounter with a dragon manifested through a breast cancer. It was like a curse and a blessing at the same time. I've learned and realized so many things, and now I know that only an experience like this was the most appropriate thing to make me break very old patterns in my life. You know, I've chosen realization in this lifetime, and now I'm sure I'll have it. But at the same time, I've chosen to stay on the planet as an embodied master for at least uh, another few years and finally to live life I've never lived, the life of realization in the human body. I also know almost everything you said in Kihak and other extraordinary materials about diseases and our relationship with energy and free energy body, which helped me a lot. Slow down there. But my mind tricks me sometimes, and that's why I need a kind of confirmation from you to mirror me in this respect. So my question is, I feel good right now, and my body is rebalancing. But will I be able to stay on the planet and live the life of realization? And there were several questions about cancer and what that means. You know, as you come into realization, uh, so many things are happening in the body. The body is going through tremendous changes. It's going off of its old hierarchy of uh, DNA and uh, cells and chromosomes and all the rest of that. What's happening in your body is actually rather traumatic. It's a good thing you really don't know what's happening, so your mind isn't traumatized, but you're going through a lot. You're, you're reorienting to your own energy right now at many, many, many different levels. Some of you will uh, contract a, a disease, cancer. It's scary, but it sure wakes you up. I mean, some of you will, will get other uh, physical ailments that cause you to do a lot of inner reflection. I do not recommend doing that uh, that way. But some of you do, uh, just to get your own attention. I'd like to see in the future, for these new ones coming in, that you, you don't go that route. Uh, it's, it's a lot of suffering. For those of you who are in that now, Shambra, uh, with any physical ailment, it's really time uh, to I know it sounds a bit lame, because that's what a colder is saying. You allow total trust in, in yourself, in, even in your body, which you have not trusted in almost any lifetime on this planet. It has the capability of repairing itself, and if it doesn't, technology uh, will repair it. And there's nothing wrong with using technology uh, up to a point. Um, I'm getting way ahead of myself here, but I set myself up for it. So, (sighs) bear with me a minute. We're having a little internal discussion here. Who's winning? I am. (laughs) I won. The body is going through tremendous changes right now, and it does have the capability of healing or rejuvenating itself, even if you've had very, very traumatic and deep uh, physical imbalances. Uh, It's not lost. One of the things we're doing while humanity is going off on a technical route uh, to like replace body parts or eventually into uh, gene therapy or uh, rejuvenation or even nanotechnology. We're going to be going a little bit different route. And uh, we're 
you have the capability to recreate a physical body, but in actually a, a much better and more intimate physical body than what you have right now. It's already within uh, the template of your body, but we have to go through a lot of changes to get there. There's going to come a point where we're going to have uh, a temple, and it's not the temple that creates the healing, but it's a safe space for people to come for their healing. Uh, and healing is not a good word, Caldra. It's a rejuvenation. It's entering into the new body. Literally, the architecture for it is on our side is done, and it'll eventually manifest on, on your planet. I want to emphasize that it's not the temple that creates it, it's the individual, but we're going to create such a sacred and safe space in the temple. And it'll be something, yes, you can do at home, you don't have to go to this particular place, but it'll be uh, a place where you go and simply go to the deepest levels of allowing and into the body and the mind. It's going to uh, accelerate the changeover from your current aniatron and your current hierarchy of your physical body into um, a, a different type of a, a healthier biology, but also integrated with your free energy body, what you call the light body. So th that's coming, uh, and I know it's going to raise a lot of questions, and Calder didn't want to talk about it, but we did. Uh, so bottom line to the question. So, if you are having any physical ailment right now, allow your energy to come in, your energy, and find a way to clear it. And you don't have to supervise it or manage it. You just allow it to happen. Sometimes it appears to be getting a little worse before it gets better, but it will clear. It will definitely clear. Uh, and again, uh, we're getting kind of way ahead, but, but, but I like talking about it. So the, as you become realized, uh, most of you are not going to feel a need to go out and tell the world about it. You're not going to want to publish it on social media or write books about how frickin' realized you are, and anything like that. It's a very personal thing, very deep, very, very personal. And it'll be fragile for a while. Uh, you're not going to want anybody uh, messing with it. it very, oh, that eliminated a few questions. Very fragile. <laughs> and uh, but what's going to happen is somebody's going to notice. Hang, hang on a second. Didn't you have like terminal cancer last year, and you're still walking around, and you look good. You look better than I do. What's with that? Mm. And that's where that's it's actually kind of interesting good news but it's a little frightening too because it might attract the wrong sort of attention mm. to crimson circle uh because there are those who just want to be healed without understanding the root cause of it there's going to be those who want the jesus miracles uh which we're not going to be getting into it didn't do jesus a lot of good with all the miracles you know he ended up uh, so uh, those are the, the kind of the things we, we're going to be dealing with in as we go forward with this. Okay, good. Okay, so can you give us very specific examples of how our physical body will change after realization? Uh, it, for one thing, uh, the the ability to clear uh, imbalances very quickly. 
right now they're held in the body for a long time they turn into disease you'll be able to clear them literally in a matter of hours uh and in something that before might have taken years if at all you're going to have a responsive uh biology meaning that um it's going to respond quickly uh, to uh, anything from a from a cold or a flu. You might catch it, but it will respond and get over it very, very quickly. Uh, it will clear out a lot of old ancestral energy blockages mm. that cause diseases, uh, and your body will will. You're not going to need eight hours of or nine hours for some of you of continuous sleep. A couple hours, that's it. Uh, your body will become very, very responsive and, and resilient. So I, I guess the single word is responsive. Okay. Because right now your, your body is not that responsive. You know, it takes forever just to you know, heal a wound, for instance. Uh, I mean, it shouldn't take uh, two weeks you know, if you get a gash uh, on your arm. Uh, it shouldn't take two weeks for that to heal. It should be done in literally a matter of hours. Uh, and that's, that's where you're going with your body. Okay, so this is another iteration of that question. For all those with chronic pain or disease of any kind, is it appropriate to say that as one embodies their realization, this type of stuff naturally goes away without having to work at it? I found it challenging to allow when the body is in constant pain. Maybe you can talk a bit about letting go That's of this That's the best time to allow when your body's in pain, because your bodies are in pain. I, I'd be, I'd be uh, surprised if they weren't right now. Because they're going through so much, uh, and and every level, uh, but particularly getting off of the the old DNA, and, and then uh, the, the way the even the the way that all the neurons connect into your energy. You know, neurons are simply a way to connect into your own energy field. They're ta- they're they're the things that connect into the light, and all those are changing. If you weren't in, if you weren't aware. Of everything going on in the body, I'd be highly surprised right now. Uh, I'm actually quite surprised that it's not worse for some of you, uh, because there's a tremendous changeover that's taking place. So uh, there's a lot of questions, I'm sure, about pain. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's the best time to allow. Your body's in pain. You're like, oh, I can't allow. I'm in too much pain. No, allow your way right through that. Allow the pain. It's there. There for a reason. It's it's basically all the neurons. You know, there's really no such thing as pain. I mean, it's all in the mind. It's the brains. It's the well. There are pains, but um, the the it's all in the mind. It's the neurons sending their little signals, and you allow through that. And it also tells those neurons they're no longer really welcome in the old way they served you. You allow yourself right through the pain. It, it's a great way of really understanding allowing. You don't resist it. You don't push it off. Like, oh, geez, my body hurts. And I know some of you are like, some days it hurts so bad, I, I just I couldn't even do that. Do it. Just allow your way through it. And then you realize, for one, for one thing, it was just a, it wasn't real. I mean, it felt real, but the the physical pain wasn't real. It was a, kind of a kind of a manufactured from the brain, uh, and there really wasn't a pain. 
And then you realize, okay, your body's going through tremendous processes right now. And maybe what you should be aware of is once in a while just to take a good long bath. Once in a while slow down a bit. Once in a while change what you're eating. So many of you uh, still do your dieting. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. Where we're going, you don't want to be doing that. Because your body is going to demand different things on different days. So let those go. And trust, for, for, trust yourself and allow your body right now. It's going through tremendous things. But then realize you're going to come a point where you get a deep cut on, on your skin or on your arm or leg or wherever it happens to be. In, in a matter of hours, it's healed. There might st- still be a little red mark there, but it's not, you're not even the way you were before. That's why you're staying on the planet, to bring those new things in. And they sound a a little bit maybe far-fetched. Not at all. This is the way your body is naturally. It's unnatural for it to be in the state that it's in right now. Okay. I get a little passionate. Go ahead. Next question. Now I know why you're having me read these questions instead of ask them live. Why? There are some people that would be screaming right now if they're really, truly in deep pain that's Get up. over it. <gasps> no, really. Uh, no. What, oh, all right. Stay in it. <laughs> stay in it if you want. Uh, or get over it, meaning allow right through it. You know, it's actually got this pain. It's a, it's a big stimulation. It's a big battle within yourself, and you do a lot of why me and poor me and I'm getting old and all the rest of that. Then you take a deep breath and you allow right into the pain, right into it. And it's, it doesn't seem… Um, and that works when you have a backache? Yes. Absolutely. Really? The best thing. Really? In the, absolutely. Okay. Clear Thank that. You. It's either that or surgery. And when you have surgery or you know, you'd go to all sorts of therapies and that, all you're doing is acknowledging the pain and the stuck energy. And then you get into all these issues, poor me and what's happening and now i got back problems and everything else. You allow right into it. You go right into the, the middle of it. And, and it's hurting like hell. And you're like, oh, I can't allow anymore. That's when you take a deep breath and you allow, you come out the other side of it. And suddenly you realize you had a lot of stuck energy there and in other places, and now it's all moving again, all healing. You go to chiropractors, you go to therapists, you can take medication or get surgery. It's still the, the, the core issue is still there stuck energy, blocked energy, and, and old human concepts of biology. Uh, if you're going to allow, and, and you need something else to do besides allowing, I want you to imagine or remember this, the magic of the physical body, uh, all that's in it that was put into it by you and by others when you came to this planet, and, and the biology then developed. The, that clear crystal flame, the imaginal disks, they're there, you just don't see them. You allow, and they'll come forward. You know, uh, maybe. Um, yeah, actually, before we do our Marab, we'll ask, answer a few more questions, but before we do the Marab... No, we got at we're, least we're, 200 more. We're going go <laughs> to go back into that video uh, that you played uh, going into this. And you feel, that, you feel that caterpillar then gets sucked into the cocoon, 
And it hurts like hell. I mean, it's, it's a terrible experience. And even the emerging out of it, you can almost feel the pain and the doubt and the fright and the uncertainty. But it's a natural process. Even if the caterpillar resists it, it's still going to happen. And then the emergence happens. So I say allow yourself through the pain. If you have um, old memories, traumas, haunts that are coming back, allow right through them. Don't run from them. Don't fight them. Allow them. It's all your energy. And stop pretending that it's not. It's all your energy. You allow it to serve you now. And you don't have to do it through physical disease and pain and mental trauma and going crazy. You just take a deep breath and allow. I am that I am. Go ahead. Can you be realized with artificial body parts and implants? Yes, absolutely. Uh, So if you have a hip replacement, uh, even the hip is realized. I mean, you don't, you don't get to the Ascended Masters Club and say, well, here I am, but my hip is unrealized, you know. Please excuse it for anything weird it does, but it's, it's not realized like the rest of me. <laughs> yes, uh, you, you do. Uh, you know, because uh, realization ultimately is not a physical thing. It's a, it's a thing of consciousness and energy. So, yeah. I'm not suggesting you go load up on all sorts of artificial parts, but uh, it no, it was a genuine question. It sure. Was, it was, it, sure. Okay. Next. Yeah. You said we can have up to four simultaneous reincarnations currently. Yes. When we reach our. I real did not say that. <laughs> what? I did not say that. Yeah, you did. I didn't say four. I said you could have more than one. I, 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 I'm people misquote me. Yeah. Okay, they misquoted you. Okay, yeah, thank you. So more than one reincarnation currently. When we reach our realization, do these other beings also reach it automatically, even if they have not followed this path? Uh, first of all, Shambra, uh, uh, you're not going that route. Uh, I know of no Shambra that has multiple lifetimes. I said that it's becoming kind of fashionable for others, for the new ones, to be having multiple concurrent lifetimes. Shambhar doesn't. Uh, and in answer to that question, would a person need to integrate that lifetime before they became realized? Absolutely. I mean, you can't be realized in having some, uh, some other version of yourself wandering around out there. I mean, that would be hell. That would, that would be like really weird, kind of the night of the zombies. I'm realized, but there's that part still walking the earth. Uh, Shambra, does you do not have multiple lifetimes going on. I've, some of the new ones uh, are trying it. I wouldn't really recommend it, but they're they're trying to fast track. And to me, it's just weird track. Go ahead. A few more questions. No, no, I got hundreds more. Um, I know you do. You have mentioned the topic of hypnosis several times in recent events, and have suggested that it would be used to a greater extent in the future. Yes. Could you please expand upon this topic? Please explain what hypnosis really is and how it affects our energy as we move into our realization and then continue to remain on this planet. Will a master always clearly perceive any form of manipulation? Uh, Hypnosis is uh, allowing a a suggestion, a thought, a belief uh, to come in and accept it as your own. Uh, so hypnosis is everywhere. I mean, it's whether it's the internet or television or anything else, and it's epidemic. Uh, 
in realization, you realize what is yours and what's not. What you accepted without question from, let's say, your family or your teachers or television or anything else. You become very clear about what is yours and you let everything else go. You're aware of it. You're aware of all the energies coming from, uh, all the uh, impulses coming from everywhere, but you realize what's yours. You, you cut to the chase. And for some reason, even Chumper, you have a hard time with that sometimes. Well, I don't know what's mine. Well, yeah, you do. Just anything you don't like is not yours. You know, the stuff you like is yours. So, uh, you know, the hypnosis, the, the mind is a very interesting thing. It, it, uh, there was kind of like a, a, kind of a trap door or an open door that let anything in uh, without discernment, without questioning, without saying, is, you know, is that mine? And that's how hypnosis works. Uh, as I mentioned, I did a lot of work with uh, Mesmer on hypnosis, and we started with animals. Uh, even they're subject to hypnosis. Um, but humans were even more subject to hypnosis than the animals that we worked with. Uh, they, they allow any thought in without questioning uh, whether it's really theirs or not. So uh, as a realized being, you're very aware of what's yours and what's not. And that's why you're an intolerant son of a bitch. Because, <laughs> no, really, uh, because it's like, hey, that's not mine. Don't put that on me. Uh, that's yours. It's all yours. Uh, and I'm not going to tolerate you trying to put that on me. Good. So if we, Schomburg, were to realize ourselves en masse, could a great upheaval happen on the planet Earth and therefore be one of the reasons why we are waiting to be realized since many of us, at least me, have chosen to still live in this dimension? Mm. Well, that would be one of those duh questions uh, from the standpoint of duh, yes. I mean, you're the first group and it doesn't take a lot. And it doesn't take a lot, you know, not like millions or even hundreds of thousands. So the realization starts happening. It's very personal. It's, again, we're going to watch that video in just a moment. And it's very personal. Uh, you don't, you don't, you're not really doing it with a lot of others. There just happen to be a lot of others who are going through their personal coming to realization. And suddenly you come out, you emerge through the fruit of the rose and the butterfly, and suddenly you realize, oh my gosh, there's all of these other beings uh, I mean, not billions or millions or anything, but a lot of Shambra that are emerging right now also. That has such a an huge impact on the planet. It's a, what I call a quiet impact. You're never going to be acknowledged for it other than by the Ascended Masters. You're never going to get a trophy uh, for your consciousness pioneering. You're not going to be in the news. They're not going to have a special day for, for you, you know, on the calendar. Uh, no, uh, they may even continue to, yeah, sorry, Sart, yeah, Sart day, yeah, Friday the 13th. So, <laughs> so you know, it, it's, kind of a, it's kind of a good news situation because you, I don't think you really want that. But what's going to happen, the impact of um, a few hundred, maybe a few thousand or more, uh, people allowing their enlightenment, which is actually really not a spiritual process, uh, has a tremendous impact on the planet. 
here's kind of what it's like. Imagine, um, imagine a room the size of this studio, completely sealed off from any light whatsoever. Make it very, very, very dark. One tiny little light, um, the size of uh, one of the lights that is not lit here, tiny little light comes on. That makes a substantial difference in the room. It's still a lot of darkness, but suddenly there's light. And now a whole tree full of lights comes on. And then two trees and three trees and five trees. There's still a lot of darkness, but now there's a tremendous amount of light. The light is not a force. It doesn't aggressively try to change anything. It simply shines a light or illuminates on potentials that others have never seen. Mm. Uh, the one who is truly lost from lifetime to lifetime, uh, doesn't know the way out, is so put themselves in so much darkness, they, they, they are suicidal. That light shines a potential for them on their own energy. Mm. The, the, it shines a potential for humanity as we go into the depths of the time of machines. What are we going to do with artificial intelligence? What happens to the planet in the next 30 years? Without that light, I, I do know where it would go, and it would not be a good place. With just a little bit of light, shining potentials. I, I'd like you to uh, resurrect, um, if you would, Jean, uh, my talk at the Quantum Leap in 2007. And it was all basically about that. I didn't say it in these words, but I said, there's a lot of changes happening on the planet, uh, changes you're not even aware of. Without a light shining somewhere, it could be used for great additional darkness on the planet and in the universe. With just a little bit of light, it will illuminate for the engineer working in his laboratory on, um, uh, let's say, uh, nanotechnology, uh, for instance. and. Suddenly that light makes him aware or her aware that, that it can be used for very beneficial purposes. It doesn't have to be just for profit or just for military. It has a tremendous impact. Nobody's ever going to come up to you and give you a certificate uh, for what you've done. But you're going to know. You're going to know why you chose to be here and why you basically delayed your own realization. So the light, and I call it light, uh, but the consciousness is so critical right now. I mean, not critical like scary critical, but it's needed. It's the convergence with technology, consciousness, humanity, and actually the next phase of humanity. So uh, that's why you're here. Pretty simple stuff. <laughs> That's really sweet. Thank you. Yeah, I'm kind of that kind of guy. <laughs> Go ahead. Two more questions. Okay, this is kind of a, a summary question. So, in, again, hundreds of questions to go through, and, and reviewing yeah. and reading all of them, and, and I think I answered all of them already. No, wait, wait. Uh, this is this is sort of a. Okay. Let me finish, please. So, my question is: all of the questions inevitably want to know. They want to be sure that, that they're stumbling with health, relationships, abundance, or self-worth, that they can still get past that to their realization. 
every one of these questions is sure. related to a stumbling block, nearly sure, sure, all of them, sure. to stumbling blocks to realization. Yeah. Are you, are, every one of your answers says there is a way to get past that. Get over it. Okay. No, I mean, no, <laughs> you would take that wrong. Either you stay in it or you get over it. It's one of the two. Stay in the relationships that are causing you misery. Stay in the health issues that, you know, when I say stay in it, I'm talking about getting in there and trying to figure it out, fighting it, laying awake at night, trying to figure it out. What should I do? And oh, I can't leave this relationship because they're going to be so sad without me, or they're going to jump off a cliff, or because I need the drama in my life, or whatever. Stay in it then, and, and, or get over it. Getting over it means, oh, okay, I, I release all of this stuff. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to go up to your partner and uh, tell them to move out. You just release it, and then it happens. Remember, it's all your energy. That's it. It's that simple. A- and you just get over it. Or we could sit here and go another ten years and keep talking and more piles of questions, or we get over it collectively. I do believe you're ready to get over it. I do believe that you don't know how to to, to golf applauses. You're not sure if you have permission to get over it, like that easy. Uh, That you like? Oh, you mean I can just get over it? I'm like, yeah. Uh, Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. Or you can stay in it. But I think all you need is permission to get over it, and then it happens. And then what it, the, the relationship recreates itself, or increases itself. The health issues, the, the abundance issues. You know, I'm so tired of abundance issues if you're new. Do not come here and complaining about your abundance. That's, I'm tired of that now. It's all your energy. How could you have an abundance issue unless you buy into old mass consciousness concepts. And if you are bought into them, get over it. That's our theme of today. Just get over it. So with that, let's, let's go back. Oh, you had one more. Oh, well, this is, this is on a very different view. Okay. okay. How are we going to interact with others as a master? You mean master to master? I, I don't know. I read the question okay. exactly as it was, because I could read it read both it, ways. Go ahead and read it again. How are we going to interact with others as a master? Okay, uh, and I take it to mean that uh, interact with other humans not so well all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're going to get really bored and tired with them. Now you will meet absolutely exceptional, creative, uh, wonderful people uh, that uh, heretofore you might not have otherwise met, because uh, there are some great beings on this planet, uh, amazing beings on this planet. Uh, and, and some uh, very, very gifted artists who have come back now uh, to be here at this special time. So, uh, but for the most part, I, I don't want this to sound ugly, particularly if you're new, but you're just not going to get along all that well with them. I mean, no fights, but uh, what do you, what do you, how do you say it? Boring? Why bother? I, and I don't. <laughs> How will that inspire others? Because you're going to find some that are just outstanding uh, amongst Chambra and amongst other people. But the uh, Calder's fighting me on this, but I, I just I want to go through this, so just get over it. Uh, <laughs> some people 
are just going to bore you to tears. They're going to be involved in drama, and uh, they're they're uh, addicted to their miseries, and, and you know, part of you might find a little humor in it, and like, well, they've only had 112 lifetimes, I've had a thousand, <laughs> but it's tedious. It's really tedious. Uh, and some, there are there will be times when you're going to be laying awake in the middle of the night, going, "Why did I stay to be a light to what?" But then you come around and realize that you know you're doing good at some level. You will meet some amazing, brilliant, creative people who may not even know anything about what we do or realization or any of that, but they're just simply amazing beings. Uh, and 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 then other Shambra, uh, you have a lot of stories to share. And I'll end on one more note. So. When Tobias left to come back to Earth as Sam, he was the first of uh, about a little over 1,500 Ascended Masters who came back in. And he said that they were coming back in to uh, just enjoy life, because they really hadn't done so in, in their last lifetime. They, they kind of had the suffering way into realization. He didn't tell the whole story about that. They came oh. back in to enjoy life, but They came back to <laughs> to be with you, jeez, to meet you, to hook up with you, to uh, share with you, uh, to reveal themselves to you, and they're going to be doing that when you get over all this other stuff. When you allow your realization, they're not going to come in before. You're not going to meet them before, but they came in to uh, be part of your life. So, let's take a look at that. Um, wait, wait. Are you tearing up? No, I'm not. <laughs> Just get over it, Linda. No, I'm not. It's all Caldra. He's so sensitive at times. Uh, Lights down, please. Let's play the caterpillar again. He's such a crybaby. Lights down. So this is the journey of the human. Slow. Uh, you could keep the lights down. Slow, ponderous, 
just you could feel the boredom and the misery and, and and oh please warm me up, feel me, enfold me, hold me, comfort me. And then let's continue. Now, here is the human going into its uh, realization, uh, going through awakening to mastery, and uh, still talking to itself. Chat, chat, chat to the words, and I've lost myself, and I don't know where I'm going, and help me, find me. This is the time to just allow. It's the human now in the caterpillar, in the, I mean, in the cocoon, and still the mind chatter and all this going on while a very natural process is taking place. The human thinks it's uh, somehow responsible for its realization, which it's not, and that the human can affect the realization, which it really can't. So it's still chattering away, forgetting about just allowing and enjoying the natural process of well, coming to emergence. And yeah, it's a little uncomfortable if you're a caterpillar, if you keep thinking caterpillar mind and singing caterpillar lyrics in the song, <laughs> but it's all a very very natural process. So let's let's really feel into now as it starts to emerge, and kind of the awkwardness of that emergence. But then, as it actually comes into being the the butterfly, please resume. Okay. You see, just I'm small and I'm needy and hold me and be my friend and breathe me. Shut up. <laughs> Get over it and just let things go on, please.
So, for all of you newcomers, uh, welcome to the Crimson Circle. (laughs) (laughs) We do things a little different here, (laughs) and we have fun doing it. Uh, We are. This is a group uh, of amazing angels who are coming into their realization. And and yes, sometimes it hurts. Uh, Sometimes it's very, very awkward. Sometimes there's a tremendous amount of fear. And when you come to those points. You take a deep breath and you allow, because it's a natural process. You see, in spite of all the angst and the singing and the song and the words and everything else and hold me and save me, the caterpillar goes into the cocoon and it naturally emerges into a form it could have never imagined before. And that's, that's where we're going. When it hurts, when there's relationship issues, uh, even when there's money issues, when there's the, the old lack of self-worth. Breathe into it and allow it. Don't run from it. Don't hold back. Don't try to figure it out. Stop all the noise and just allow. You're using that uh, dynamic, then, of allowing in the midst of pain to catapult you out of the cocoon into your full, true being. Let's take a deep breath together. I think we got through, what, three questions today? <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a good deep breath together. And to all who submitted questions, uh, I sincerely and genuinely thank you uh, for adding your energy. Whether your question was read out loud or not, you know your question, in a way, was asked. The energy was there. Let's take a good deep breath, dear friends, into the beauty of what we're doing. I love February. I love February because it's a month of emergence. It's a time for coming forward. and. Here we are in February 2020. Truly amazing. And when you run into problems, you have issues, uh, don't call me. Just remember, all is well in all of creation. Thank you. And thank you, dear Linda. Thank you. Thank you. So again, Thank you, everyone. And, and thank you, everyone, be, for putting your energy into those questions. You know it was there. Um, it means a lot. Again, thank you for being a part of the Crimson Circle, for being with us. We hope that you found that the day was meaningful for you. So take that good deep breath as we close out this day. And remember, there'll be a watch party in the studio for March and April but the actual, the actual shout will take place from lovely Hawaii. So thank you very much. Thank you for being with us. Thank you to our staff. And special thanks to Jeffrey Hoppe. I do not know how he channels what he channels. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for his integrity. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you.